Hello and welcome. I'm Gary Scheib. Thanks for listening in as we continue to talk with leaders in our community. Today we are going to talk about babies and diapers and raising children. And while that's a challenge for a lot of people, it's an emergency for someone who is homeless. With us today, Star Lalario and Angela Harmon from Babies of Homelessness. Star and Angela, welcome. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Gary. Uh, I'm glad to have you here because this is a uh, a problem. I mean, we talk about homelessness on the show every once in a while, but this is kind of a almost hidden problem. Um, Star, you you founded this organization, and it's just a few years old, I guess, as a real I don't know, five hundred one c three, right? A, a, a nonprofit. There must have been something you saw or maybe didn't see that said this needs to be worked on. And so I don't know. Give us the the basic <laughs> genesis of what why this started, and then we'll get into exactly what it is and what you guys do. Sure. Um, So as a child who experienced homelessness, I was always very drawn to volunteering in um, women and children's shelters and um, just kind of volunteering my time in those situations. So I've always had a heart and a compassion for that. And then it was back at the end of 2016 when they were sweeping the jungle Um, Do you remember Uh, the homeless encampment? Yes. And then there was a news story of a two-year-old that was living there uh, with no apparent parental guidance, clearly was being neglected with food and diapers and fungus-ridden toenails. And for some reason, although I've heard those stories and um, I I knew it was out there, but that story just really just struck me hard and I it just lit a fire in me and I was like I'm dedicating all this time and attention and love and compassion to children that live in shelters but what about the ones who haven't even gotten to that point yet what if the you know what about the families that are still struggling and don't even have that luxury of being in a shelter yet who is serving that child so then I was like you know what I'm going to go to these encampments and I'm going to go to these bridges and I'm going to find that two-year-old that needs a clean diaper and food. And I was just like, I just have to do something. I don't I don't know what it's going to be, but it just has to be something. And a really dear friend of mine, she was um, taking part at the Union Gospel Mission Search and Rescue. Yes, and, they have um, a, like a van that drives they go around out every single the night hard and parts they, of the town. And yeah, they know where these encampments are. Yeah. They serve the homeless population. And I was telling her over lunch, I was like, this is just, it's killing me. I have to do something. And she said, Star, you need to come with me on these search and rescues. You'll see it. I was like, oh, I'm I'm in. And then I was hooked from that point. But what I recognized was there there really wasn't um, much to offer in ways of children and babies. And you didn't see them often, but you can see evidence that there were children out there. Uh-huh. Um, and the vans just weren't equipped with anything to offer these children. So I started making care packages, going to Costco, making little toddler packages, socks, diapers. And then I would give them to the search and rescue vans and say, if you see a child, give this to them and then call me so I could see if mom needs anything else. So that's kind of how it started. And then I ended up rallying a lot of friends that wanted to donate clothes. It was dead of winter. So people were like, hey, do you want any baby clothes? Do you want any blankets? So then I started making packages, four-month-old boy, two-year-old girl. So when I got the call from Search and Rescue, I could grab it and deliver it to mom. Wow. So it started like that. And now we have an amazing army of, of volunteers that love and love what we do. We now have a helpline that our families can call. Um, I'm also in real estate, so I was having homeless families calling my cell phone. <laughs> so we now have an intake line where the families can call and request services. 
and then we uh, deliver. So we have an outreach program. So this is, man, that's a true grassroots style <laughs> of uh, foundation of, 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 some, of an organization. Um, and Angela, so you're, uh, you're vice president here. You've one of those volunteers you're talking about. So everybody started as a volunteer for this kind of thing, and then you've sort of okay, I guess we need to formalize it, right? How long did that take? I mean, before, ah, uh, yes, yeah, so I'm a volunteer. I'm a, can you come this day? Can you come that day? And then you said, you know what? We ought to form this up. And you guys are like officers now, right? President and vice president. Uh, yeah, that's correct. So we started out and basically I met Star at the beginning and I, her passion and her story and the fire in her is very contagious. And being a mother myself, um, the thought of not being able to provide shelter, diapers, food to my child is heartbreaking. And so I was immediately drawn to what the Mission Star was doing. And um, so it was a group of us volunteers and started it out and, and truly grassroots. And um, we've been learning along the way as we grow. And, uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. so you are, and that's also very exciting, too, to yeah, see it as So you're coast. young still mm -hmm. as, a, as an organization, just a couple years old, and you've been working through this nuts and bolts. So get, what's the who, what, where, when, and how? Who do you, sir? I mean, how many? Where are you? Is this oh, every day, every night? I mean, yeah. Do you, so you're not working through the Union Gospel Missions no, van type of thing? Anyway? Well, how do you do this, I guess? Give me the, mm -hmm. that kind of info. So that, they're a great catalyst because they see it firsthand. But now that we've established um, a, a, a network of families we serve, we get a lot of um, word of mouth. We have a lot of great relationships with homeless shelters, Mary's Place, Interfaith. Inter, um, we have relationships with safe parks. Uh, we, if we have a family that calls our helpline, and that, these helpline numbers and business cards are with first responders, firefighters, police officers, CPS workers. I have King County Public Health case managers that will call and say, hey, Star, we need support with this family. Can you help? Ah, so let me slow you down right there. So you've already got well enough established that the people who are on the ground more than and spread out more than you are and know funded. to call you. <laughs> oh, good. So we've mentioned the helpline a couple of times. Give it out. This may be help people too. Yeah. Um, let me so, put, we'll have Angela so, pull up our helpline so, number and we'll give it, we'll give it out. Um, but this phone number, oh, and um, public transit drivers, we make oh, sure they have idea. it. And um, whenever someone sees a family experiencing homelessness, we'll get a call hey, I just saw a mom with a two-month-old um, with a sign in front of Nordstrom downtown. What do I do? And I'm like, give them this card and tell them to call us. Yeah. Um, we do have to do some kind of qualification. We need to make sure we serve all the way up to um, Everett, although we get a lot of calls. We have a lot of refugee families even further, Marysville, Burlington. We serve down to Renton, although we have a ton of families in Tacoma and Puyallup. We get phone calls from out of the state because people will Google homeless babies. So we'll get a text uh, or a help and say, hey, we're on the corner of this and this. We need help. I'm like, where are you? Oh, we're in Ohio. Uh, this tells me that you guys need to expand. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting there. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, you need to expand. That's terrible, and it's great. At the same time, I mean, so uh, there's the, uh, is it an annual monthly count of homelessness? And, and they go around, and, and it's... Is it three counties wide? Is that, is that Pierce, King, and Snohomish? Well, or is King that just does a King all County? in counts. Oh. And so, Snohomish it does as well. And uh, when they do that, they, I bet they miss babies, right? I mean, 
mothers are probably as protective of a baby when they're homeless as any mother ever would be. Well, the sad thing is in a lot of the families that we personally serve, a lot of times mom is terrified to even ask for help because they're afraid I'm homeless, I'm sleeping oh. in my car, my child will be taken and away. Yes. Um, so a lot of times we are... Um, we are approached by someone who does not either they're fleeing domestic violence. Um, um, we serve a lot of really, really sad situations, but we want them to all know they can call and ask for help with no judgments, um, no red tape, no bureaucracy. What do you need for this child? And we're going to get it to you. Hmm. And that's one of the things that sets us apart is there are services out there, but there is a very long wait time. So. If a family becomes homeless, they will call 211 and they'll get into a phone tree and try to navigate their way. It's very difficult. It's a lot of calling people back. It's a lot of leaving messages. And so what sets us apart is we, you call, we have a response within 24 hours. If they need diapers, wipes, formula, we go to them, deliver to them within 24 hours. And so if the need is is that urgent. Um, so you're like a crisis response are, for yeah. m babies and moms that Exactly, are because a baby can't go days without a diaper. No, no. It can't go hours sometimes without eating. So um, we understand that and, and we we really try to make that our prime primary mission and is to get out there and do that and, and be that crisis response and help alleviate the that need so that the parents can focus on bettering their circumstances and getting navigating through the whole complicated system of, of getting uh, into a shelter yeah. and finding the food banks. And because it, it isn't easy. We hear that over and over from our families. It, it's, it's a very complicated system to navigate. Uh, so we've mentioned, so online, babiesofhomelessness.org, right? This is your website and it's got a lot of resources and information. And as, can go deeper than we have time today to go into the story of how you guys react and help people in time of crisis. Babies of Homelessness, all spelled out, dot O-R-G. And the phone number, if, if I'm right, I think it's uh, 866-44-B-O-H-HELP, like Babies of Homelessness, B-O-H, HELP. Correct. 44, if you need, you're for help, 44-B-O-H-H-E-L-P, if someone sees a family that they think, I, I think there's some trouble right here, and you guys respond Wow. This, so, Gary, can I interrupt you? Yeah, real quick? yeah. Um, you can also go to our Facebook page. Oh, the good idea. And um, many families will message us if they see somebody. So, if they see a mom with a baby in the QFC parking lot, um, just message us, and and we'll get somebody. So on, on that Facebook, too. homeless uh, babies of homelessness mm -hmm. has your own babe, uh, Facebook page, mm -hmm. and you actively the way social media is. That's almost instantaneous reaction yeah. too. That's cool. Um, gosh, so. Let's talk about the, <laughs> then you must deliver, but also need <laughs> a lot of supplies. I mean, if I'm talking about, I've raised two kids, um, knowing how fast kids go through diapers, socks, shoes, formula, wipes. I mean, just, and that's just <laughs> mm -hmm. a week's worth. You know, you go back to the store, we're fortunate enough to have uh, the money and a job to do that. Someone's homeless. This is a emergency just about every day, right? I mean, how... Is this all then, you mentioned volunteer started, this must cost a lot of money. You count on donations for all this to, uh, I don't know, you got to fill up this van and then it probably empties almost as, as quickly as you've filled it up. 
funny you mentioned the van. We are trying to purchase a van. Oh, good. So we're so. raising money on accumulating a van so that we could be more efficient with our deliveries. Oh, so, so you mean, wait a minute. You're doing this individually? Your volunteers driving our, their own cars? Yes, and, yes. Oh, so you do need a van. We do we, need a van. Okay, Very let's raise some money for some van. Yeah, then. let's do it. Maybe we somebody do. wants to be the host sponsor of the van for Babies of Homelessness. That'd be awesome. Kick in 20000 Let's go. Yeah. That would be great. We could... We could we can really make it. a lot happen with that. So then, yeah. back to the original question. I mean, every day you're probably, okay, let's get some more mm-hmm. donations. What's the list? There must be an ongoing list. I mean, I hit some yeah. of them, right? Yeah, we've been incredibly blessed with some organizations and businesses, and we'll have kiddos that are saying, in lieu of presents, I would like to do a diaper drive for things like that. We have churches that do diaper drives. So we're 100% donation-based. We get no funding whatsoever of outside sources. Um, so we oftentimes will need to do diaper drives. We accept diapers, formula, and baby wipes. Uh, we got out of the habit of accepting clothing, strollers, high chairs, things of that nature because our storage capacity just couldn't handle it. Yeah. And we're more of an emergency crisis. We do assist families needing clothing and things like that with our partnership that actually Angela is a liaison for with Eastside Baby Corner. Oh, I know them. We've, mm-hmm. They've been on the show. They're amazing. Yeah, wonderful organization. And that allowed us to strip away all of those extra things and focus again on the emergency items. So we know where we have a lot of our families in tent cities and encampments or safe parks, um, extreme winter shelters. So what we're wanting to do is do routes, hitting those families on a consistent basis, providing them what they need. Because oftentimes, maybe they are in need, but they don't call and ask for help. So we still want to get to those families as well. We are talking this morning about babies of homelessness. Uh, We're talking with Starla Lario and Angela Harmon. And again, online, it's just like it sounds, babiesofhomelessness.org. They have a Facebook presence. You can look that up and, and... Stay in contact with them, and they'll get right back to you the way Facebook and and, and all that works is, is so good for a, an organization like this. You know, that's one great use of social media is it can be almost instantaneous to help people in an emergency and raise money and, and spread awareness. Um, you talked about, you know, maybe not wanting a, a mom not wanting to say so much, not even to admit, et cetera. So there's a stigma attached with uh, homelessness, and as a mother, it's got to be like, I don't know, <laughs> multiplied by so how do you work through that i mean that's a big hurdle to for not only them and to change the attitude of them but the rest of us to change what we see and what we feel and what we think i mean these are human beings just like you and me well yeah we you know in our area homelessness is such an issue and we see the derelict rvs and the tents on the side of i5 and the garbage everywhere and so there's a real negative attitude about homelessness here. But what we're really trying to do is change that face that there are families out there and many of the families that we've served have heartbreaking stories. It's they're living paycheck to paycheck and somebody, a family member gets sick, a child gets sick. And so one of the parents has to stop working to take care of their child or they get evicted or you know, a slew of many, you know, situations arrive and it makes you realize that it could be me, it could be a friend, it could be anybody. And now all of a sudden they're in a situation where they're trying to provide the basic needs for their for their children and um, it's a real struggle. So 
we're trying to just bring awareness that that this is also homelessness in our area. This is also a problem that needs our attention and our compassion. And so that's one of our main goals, too. Are there not enough shelters that house uh, families, women, children, babies? I mean, that's Am I right? That's not even close. <laughs> we don't have a lot of shelters, one primarily for families. So to keep a family unit together, there's just a few that will take a whole family unit. If there is an opening at a women and children's or a men's, the family normally needs to break up, which is why they would much prefer to stay so, in their car. Uh, um, and not only that, but when there are the shelters and the openings, um, unlike Mary's place, they'll do like a, a crisis intake, but then you're kind of getting in and a lot of the emergency shelters, you get a cot and you sleep in the middle of a gymnasium floor and then you're out at six in the morning. For shelters that actually have rooms and cots and progressing you forward, there's huge waiting lists for them. You have to be assigned a case manager. Case managers are incredibly few and far between. The turnover is high. So that's when we say no red tape, no bureaucracy, no waiting list, just get the child what they need. And to hit on the stigma part too, whether we, be, whether we agree with what mom and dad are doing is completely besides the point. The child didn't ask to be there. The child didn't choose or make bad decisions to be there. So we're not enabling the parents. We're not giving them money. We're not giving them, you know, here's all this. We're giving the child a diaper. We're giving you a can of formula. We're giving you what the child needs. So I think if you break it down to the point where you're actually serving the child, because people think, oh, well, the parents made the decision to get there, which isn't true in all cases either. But again, focus on the child. That's the true victim. That That is so uh, well said, Star. So many people, went, like, and like Angela said, the homelessness, it's a crisis here in this uh, part of the country because, I don't know, there's a lot of factors, but one of them is just the cost of, of housing. <laughs> Even moderate-priced housing is just gone, it seems like. And so <clears throat> it's just it's one thing after another, and, and to then expect uh, people to all of a sudden change the way we expect them to be just because once they've faced a crisis or two or three or ten in a row it is unrealistic. I'm glad you're doing this, focusing right on those babies who... Mm-hmm. who need that help and have done nothing to, to get into right. the situation they're in. We're talking about babies of homelessness, so um, I bet you need even more volunteers. If this is volunteer, how, recruit, go ahead. So people, uh, if they're listening now, they said, man, she's right. I want to help. I can do that. Can they do that? What is it? Does it take they some training? Can, what is, yeah. How do you get people prepared for what it is like yeah. in the streets and under uh, freeway ramps and in tent cities? Because a lot of people are hesitant to do that because we're we're afraid of something. I don't know mm-hmm. what we're afraid of. Is yeah. It... And there's many, many elements that they can help. And But keeping in mind, we're only a couple of years old. And the only reason why we're kind of getting to this point and have a 501c3 and we now have all these volunteers is the demand is so great. And we kind of needed something a little bit more professional to have for our volunteers. So, um, yes, we have a volunteer orientation meeting once a month um, at the Kenmore Fire Department. They could go to the Facebook page and they could see when those are offered. We encourage anyone that's wanting to learn more about the organization and volunteer opportunities to attend one of those first. Um, but whenever we have events coming up or we have a storage sorting event um, or if we're needing a donation drive for pull-ups, you know, something that we're low on, we'll put pretty much throw it up on the Facebook page. And we do offer training opportunities for some of our more critical roles, like the call intake, um, our outreach. Because you're right, some people don't. 
our secretary before on the board, she was just like, I so want to help, but if I see a homeless child on the street, I think I'm going to lose it. <laughs> and she was critical to our organization. Mm-hmm. So we can have elements of someone's comfort level and still a huge contribution in many areas. We need a lot of, um, since we're all volunteers, we need somebody to help with our website or to help with marketing or, you know, so it, it isn't all out on the streets. Mm-hmm. Good delivering point. diapers, uh, that is an important need, and, and there is definitely the person that will enjoy doing that, but there's also plenty of other uh, work that can be done. We are really trying to focus on our fundraising, too, right now, again, so we can get the van. Um, so if anybody wants to join our cause and help us raise some money, that would be great, too. Well, there's a place on your website, right? Donate. Yep. I mean, oh. it's pretty easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Babiesofhomelessness.org, and there's a donate page, a uh, little section. You'd be glad to get uh, $10 or $10,000 because mm-hmm. a van isn't cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, any idea how much money uh, in value you give out in diapers or formula? Or I mean, that's got to be a crazy number. I bet it's... Well, last <laughs> year we served uh, just over 2,000 children. Wow. Um, not all of that was diapers. Some of them were older school-age children. We do a back-to-school drive where we provide haircuts, um, family photos, a backpack filled with school supplies. Um, and then we also do an adopt-a-family at Christmas where they give gifts to the whole family. We served uh, almost 80 families last year doing that. And Thanksgiving, we do a Thanksgiving dinner for our families that have um, reached into, gotten into ho- housing. And so then we'll do a Thanksgiving dinner for them. So, yeah, we have a, there's a big population that we serve, but there's still many, many more that, that we haven't been able to get to yet. So we're it, still growing. You know, <laughs> and being young and growing, and then you probably have this board of volunteer directors, right, that, that gets together and says, here's how we ought to do it. Is there like a five-year plan, a 10-year plan, or other, like, you mentioned getting calls from our other cities saying, hey, what is it? How do you do that? Are you, oh, yeah. I mean, what, what's, is there a future oh, like I, that you can see what? I, I see things all the time. This <laughs> seems to go so, I it's, bet this is going so fast for you. It is very, very fast, but I also see something and I, and I even told them, I was like, you guys, we need a brick and mortar. I want to have a warehouse where like we're getting plots of donations in and then a resource center for you know, for counseling and advising our, our moms with parenting skills and, you know, credit stuff. And and then, you know, the housing. And then I could just see it. I can envision it. Um, it will be. And then I also can see a fleet of vans so that we could do these routes. I would like to see us have storage units and inventory capabilities up north in Everett, down in Renton, because currently... You know, the majority of us live in Bothell, so our storage is in Bothell. If someone in Renton needs something, you know, right now, baby hasn't eaten in two days, we either have a volunteer that's needing to come to Bothell, get it out of the storage unit, which is highly inefficient. But in those situations, we'll Amazon Prime it, you know, do things like that. So we need to be more efficiently working um, because we do have very grand visions. Well, you know what? There's probably some kind of, I don't know what they call those people, a program manager, people who are project manager, you know, who's very good and very organized and wants to volunteer. Maybe that's the kind of volunteer you need to mm-hmm. say, so, oh, you can get this done by doing this X, Y, yeah. and Z. All right, that person who's listening, give them a call. Look them up on Facebook. We're talking with Babies of Homelessness. 
uh, .org, or like you said, Facebook's a good way, isn't it? It is. It's a great way. It's an easy way to message and, and see what you're up to mm-hmm. these Follow days. Us. Yeah. Um, you know, so you talked about uh seeing them in we're just about out of time i kind of want to hit one more subject you, you do have events for these kids uh, every once in all right and give them a little hope and give those moms you know because besides the diaper and the formula hope is, and life is in front of them i mean how do you <laughs> do you serve that up yeah we and when we get testimonials and our our clients constantly are texting us oh my gosh thank you so much that's what they say you gave us hope we actually were able you know we help them progress forward it's so much more than just diapers and formula um we do do um events Angela mentioned our two big ones, back to school and um, adopt a family. But we do monthly things. For example, we do, uh, and we're going to duplicate this among other shelters, but we like to cater a kid's fun zone at the Everett Gospel Mission. This is once a month where we serve the children living in the shelter and we do crafts or we bake cookies, give mom some time to herself. We'll let the kids be themselves. Um, and we do that once a month for a, a few party. hours. Like it's every little kid's kids. Yeah. It's just to be a kid. Yeah. Um, and when I was in the shelter like that, there was nothing like that. So I, it just is. It makes these. It just makes the kids feel like kids again. So we're wanting. We're looking into doing that at Interfaith and some other shelters. So as we're getting bigger and more volunteers will allow us to do that. Um, but we do that and. Um, <laughs> I mean, we can. Oh, we also connect our families with resources. We're trying not to duplicate two one one, but we also make sure that they have everything that they need to progress forward. Um, so we support them a hundred percent all the way to housing. And as we wrap up here, is there something about babies of homelessness that we either didn't say that was so important? I got to get that in, or maybe something you really want to say twice, or that you're always trying to send people home with. Here's what they really ought to know or think about, whether it's. The face of homelessness, period, or the how, price of housing, or just uh, your organization a, as we go? Well, one of the things I think we neglected to mention is that diapers are not an item that families can buy if they're on WIC or SNAP. or They have to pay out of pocket for diapers. Great and point. diapers are, aren't cheap. And so that's one of the main reasons we started focusing on diapers is that we found that the families can't afford them because they're, you know... There's no cash. There's no cash. There's no and cash. so that's one of the reasons we're focusing on that. Um, and then also there's an event coming up at the end of the month on March 30th. We have partnered with Resolution to End Homelessness. And what they are doing is um, the first annual Run to End Homelessness in Seward Park. It's a 5K and um, you can sign up online and it's just a way to bring the community together and uh, raise awareness on homelessness just support uh, that there is this is a crisis and we're here as a community and all the different um, nonprofits in the area are kind of joining together. So. Well, that's a great opportunity for people who love to do all those runs and want to give <laughs> back a little to the community, too. Yeah, the we'll run, run to End yeah, Homelessness right. 5K, that sounds like a great idea. For yeah. some people, that's perfect, isn't it? Yeah. Can I add one more thing? Yes, please. Start. Okay, so if anyone, people always will reach out and say, oh my gosh, I saw this mom, a homeless mom with a baby, what do I do? Either message us on Facebook and say, hey, can I get some of your business cards? It's a helpline card for these families because a lot of people don't know what to do. They're like, I just don't know. Do I give them money? What do I do? So if you don't know, go to the page, say, hey, please pop a few of these helpline cards in the mail for me. That will help us let these families know because like we said, we're barely scratching the surface. 
And we want all the families who are struggling out there to know about us. Great. Hey, thank you guys so much for being here and sharing with us. Uh, we have been talking today with Star Lalario and Angela Harmon from Babies of Homelessness. Star and Angela, thank you so much for coming in today. And more importantly, thanks for all the great work and the hope that Babies of Homelessness delivers for the most vulnerable of the homeless around our area. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Gary. If you'd like to hear this interview again, it'll be available on podcastone.com and iTunes within a few days. Search Spotlight with Gary Scheip. I am Gary Scheip. Thanks for listening. We hope you've learned something new. Join us again next week as we continue to talk with people that are making a difference in our community.